This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to the Chelsea Special, a series of podcasts interviewing legendary Chelsea players from the 1960s to the present day, and some of the famous and infamous Chelsea supporters who followed them home and away. The Chelsea Special is presented by Martin King, author of Hulufan, and Ozzy, the King of Stamford Bridge, a supporter since the early 60s and the godfather of Chelsea supporters, and David Stamford Chidge Chidgey, producer of the Chelsea Fancast writer for the CFC UK fanzine and known affectionately as the Podfather. Join us for a trip down memory lane with some of Chelsea's most loved and revered players as they share their love for the club we love.
Born in Motherwell, Scotland, John Boyle signed for Chelsea as a 15-year-old whilst on holiday in London. He made his Chelsea debut on the 20th of January 1965 in a League Cup semi-final against Aston Villa as an 18-year-old, which Chelsea won 3-2. He won his first trophy with the club later that season as Chelsea beat Leicester in the two-legged final. His 150th appearance for the club was in the FA Cup final loss to Tottenham Hotspur two years later, but he missed out when Chelsea won the FA Cup final against Leeds United in 1970 due to injury. John made up for it the following season when he played in both matches of Chelsea's triumphant European Cup Winners' Cup final against Real Madrid in Athens. John Boyle was something of an unsung hero and yet vital player for the successful Kings of the Kings Road Chelsea side of the 1960s and early 1970s and will be remembered by many supporters as a tenacious ball-winning midfielder. An absolute gentleman with a softly spoken Scottish brogue, John reflects on his time playing for Chelsea, some of the great players and managers of that era, his relationship with the fans and some of the huge domestic and European matches he played in for Chelsea. John. You uh, joined Chelsea's youth team as a 15-year-old, didn't you? Why, why Chelsea? How did you get down here? Because you, were, you, you, were you came down from Motherwell, near Motherwell, didn't you? Yeah, I came from a place, um, Craig Newton, which is near Motherwell. But my, I had an uncle who lived in Battersea, and he was my mum's stepbrother. And uh, when I was about 14, I played for, for schools team in Scotland. I played for um, a couple of really good schools. Billy McNeil and Bobby Murdoch were um, former pupils there and uh, so yeah and then I won the Scottish under 14 schools cup and we won the Scottish amateur cup under 16 so I could play a little bit anyway and my mum wrote my letter and said that I could play so he said well I'll find out when he said I, I know Tommy Doherty his wife's the second cousin of mine um, I'll get in touch with him. So he just called up Chelsea and said, when do you play trials? They said, uh, in July, um, a certain date in July. And um, so he wrote a letter back to my mum and said, that did it. So on that day, we, my brother and I got on the train and um, came to London. Just like that? And walked into Stamford Bridge. And I said, when are the trials? They said, at Hendon on Saturday. The Saturday came, we went to Hendon, I played in this trial, I don't know how good the others were, but after the game they said, yeah, we want you to stay. So then we had to phone my, my father who worked at the Greyhound track in Scotland, um, where there was a telephone, because we didn't have a telephone, and then I phoned him up and said, um, oh, I'm coming to London to stay. I was like 15 years old and eight months. Wow. And uh, that was it, we, I went back and um, then, I got some letters from Tommy Doherty saying here's the train ticket, here's everything there. So um, my parents took me to the train station at Motherwell and put me on the train. That was it. And that was it. As a wee 15 year old. A little 15 year old boy. Nearly 16. But that's young to come down to the bright lights of London. What did, what did that feel like? I am, it was just, it was just like, a, I don't know, it was just like an experience. I, I didn't, I was probably, I was a bit of a, a mummy's boy. <laughs> and um, I, you know, um, all my brothers, I would be the one that probably wouldn't have left, but I did. Um, and uh, yeah, um, and I got on the train at Motherwell, 10:15 in the morning, and um, lunch, I was on the um, in the restaurant car. Mm. <laughs> I'd only ever been in a cafe, and. Uh, 
I was sat down in the restaurant car and there was like four knives, three forks, three spoons and a serviette and I was like, what do I do now? Um, and then they brought the menu down and I thought, this is like, so what do I do with this? And uh, I seen what it said, soup, and I thought, oh, that'll do, soup, oh, and it's some kind of soup, and I thought, that'll do, and I thought it would be like my mum's soup. And uh, he brought this soup back, and it was um, asparagus. And to this day, when I smell asparagus soup, I'm kind of sitting on the train. Wow, takes you right back there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was there any, you know, was it just kind of really that... that uh, random that you you ended up at Chelsea or did you know were you aware of Chelsea or who they were um, at that time when the only thing I knew about Chelsea to be honest was was that I was I was interested in football I, I, I remember so was the, about them not getting into the European Cup oh in 55 yeah yeah so I was kind of into football then by then I was about 11 or yeah. 10 11 and so I, I knew about football. I was a Celtic fan. I knew the Celtic teams. And my dad had taken me to see the cup final in 1957, I think it was. Yeah, about 1957. My dad took me to see the cup final at Hampton Park. And I think there were about 120,000 people there. Well, I never went to see many games. Um, I um, Because I, I then started, once I started playing, I used to just play sort of all weekend and train twice a week. Brilliant. So, you, eventually you, you break into the Chelsea team. Uh, you make your debut uh, on the 20th of January, uh, away actually, up at Aston Villa, wasn't it? 20th of January 1965. So, about just under eight months before I was born. <laughs> so, date me. But, yeah, so anyway, you play Aston Villa, uh, Chelsea win 3-2, and, and you scored on your debut, did you not? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. Be, be, yeah, I mean that was just a crazy week. What happened was that I, I played in the reserves on Saturday. Mm. Then on the Monday I had to play in the Scottish Youth Trial in Scotland. Oh, right. And so on, that was. So I played on Saturday. Then I played on Monday, and then Tommy Docker <coughs> clicked me on Wednesday to play at Aston Villa, and I scored the winner. And on Thursday, we went home in the train. He said, we're playing Leeds on Saturday. They were top of the league and we yeah. were second top. Yeah. He said, so you'll be playing in that probably. And um, the next day, we were going to Leeds. And I said, how many people will be there? He said, probably 45,000. He said, but 40,000 will be booing you. 47,000, <laughs> just over. How about that? Yes. Um, or, and Leeds. Because what happened was, when we played, when I made my debut at Villa, I... Um, I, after about 20 minutes, 25 minutes, I tackled Barry Stobar and injured him, yeah. and he got carried off. Did God. <laughs> well, it was a different game then, John. Well, I, looked round and, I looked round and Ronnie Harris gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> so, thought, so, so I thought, well, I must be doing something right. Were you, where were you playing? Were you playing uh, in midfield? Well, probably midfield, or left half or, or yeah. something like that. Because yeah. you played, played both, didn't you? You played defence and midfield for Chelsea. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a list somewhere. I, I, I think altogether I played uh, number two, number yeah. three, not, yeah. like nearly every number. I think five and nine, maybe. But I played them as subs. I came on yeah. for five yeah. and nine, yeah. yeah. All completely different. But I... Um, Again, going back to my Celtic again, I they never had numbers in their shirt, so I never looked for the number. I just looked for the shirt. Yeah, yeah. as long as you had a shirt, it was okay. As long as you were in the team, <laughs> that's what matters. I mean, you made your uh, 
I mean, you know, you're about, you're about 18, weren't you, by then? Yeah, yeah, yeah when you made your debut. Turned 18, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, funnily enough, you ended up playing Villa again uh, only a few weeks later, and that would have been your home debut in, in February uh, in the League Cup, actually, uh, which gets interesting even further down the line. But what, what were your first impressions of Stamford Bridge and playing at Stamford Bridge? It, I, I, my first three games were actually away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Villa, so, so, so Villa, yeah, yeah. Villa, Leeds United yeah, and West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, when I came back, I don't know that anybody kind of knew me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that, that they didn't because you know I played three away games and and in those days there wasn't sort of the publicity and the nope. stuff there is now. So I, I don't know that they did. And um, and yeah, but I mean. Yeah, oh, I mean, since then, I mean, Chelsea fans have never ever, um, like, said anything bad about me. You know, I was never the greatest player, but I'm, I know what Chelsea fans want, and that's you give 100%, mate, and, and that's all they desire. Yeah. They don't need anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've had some great players, they've had some bad players, but give 100%, and yeah. the fans are behind you. Always been the way. And I, I hope, I hope, still true today. Uh, maybe things are changing, but it's interesting. Actually, I've always felt that. But then again, I'm in my fifties, so I've, you know, I've watched a lot of football. All the guys of your vintage, uh, and actually the guys who played, you know, the next generation on, you know, like the Gary Chivers of this world, they all say that as well. They, they understood that. You know, it, it, as long as you put in a hundred percent for the shirt. That was what we. That's all we wanted. That's right, and and and, and but also uh, a great thing is the youth thing coming through as yeah, as yeah, an yeah. apprentice and, and, yeah. and cleaning their boots and stuff. Maybe again it's changing Respect now, but 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 now these young guys at Chelsea now have got this great opportunity. And well, please God, it just all works out yeah. fairly good. A bit of luck and. Because that deal, they, that's I'm really yeah. To me, they're they're hopefully they're going to be the business. One of them, I said that maybe one of the England players in the World Cup would would become a world star. But I think that, that, that there's, there's some one, talent somebody there, at Chelsea there, that yeah. could be a, yeah. a, a, a a star. And I've been I've been querying it obviously because I I played when I was 18. I've been yeah. querying why. They haven't been playing. Why do, why do you think that was? I, 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 just this whole new thing. We need success straight away, and yeah. we can't depend. Managers on them. can't take I the risk. And, and what risk is there? I mean, like, really, I don't. Get I don't losing their job. I don't. Well, no, you're <laughs> kidding me. What, what's the youngster going to do? That, that they they're buying people who who can do a job. You're telling me that the youngster will be much worse than him. No. I tell you what. Here, here's a theory, John. I mean, you know, because you are almost. The perfect interviewee for me at the perfect time. A time when <laughs> Chelsea are finally bringing through 18-year-olds into the side who are bloody good and you broke into the side when you were 18. So one of the theories that people, a lot of the pundits give out about the youngsters is that what they will, what they are is inconsistent. You're not going to get like a 7 or an 8 out of 10 of them every week. Sometimes they might be higher than that, sometimes they might make a mistake. They're going to make mistakes because they're learning the game. I mean, is that true or is that just a load of old rubbish? Well, when somebody's that clever, they can start giving them a seven or eight or a five or a six or something <laughs> else. Like, give me a break, mate. That's not, we don't want that. Was a seven or an eight? Yeah. Oh, thanks very much. I got an eight today. Yeah, thanks very much. No, them kids, at the moment, I got goosebumps the other day reading about really? them kids. When I, scored, when I scored my winner at Villa, I was 
buying the newspapers the next day. Yeah. I don't know what the kids are like nowadays. I know, but they will be. They won't want to miss a game now. They'll be. They'll be. Oh, what, why? Why am I? Why don't I want to play? Yeah. No matter who it Eager. is. Oh, you hungry? Absolutely. I. We ended up playing a semi-final against Liverpool. That. Well, no, I'd played. I was. I'd played. I think I'd played in the quarter-finals of the cup. Right. Against Peterborough. Right. And we beat them five-one. Right. And then there was the semi-final, and there was also in between when I, in, my, in between my first ten games. Was, was this? Was hang on a minute, John. This is sixty-five, right? Yeah. Was this, was this not? This was against Liverpool, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So sixty-six was the year when we played yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. Wednesday with the Inter Milan yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 60, not that one. The year 65. before. Because they, they won the cup. I had played. I think I'd played eight, eight games by right. then. Right. So if you check them, if that's my game, if you check my eight games. Probably eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So. That. Just before we played Leicester City in the League Cup. Well, there you go. In between, the, just, there you go. Between Chelsea the six, fight, yeah. Between the six and the fifteenth, it was obviously. Yeah. Look at that, the, the gap. Yeah, so yeah. The six and the fifteenth. It'd have been that, yeah. Because you're right. There you go. Chelsea five, Peterborough one in the yeah, FA in Cup. The FA Cup. That was the quarter final. So when it came to the yeah, semi final, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd only played eight games, and I'm, I'm one to play. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 like, no, don't stop. Why, why? And, and, and I'm thinking, no. Oh. And then, then I get what get behind me. Because if we win, I can be in the FA Cup final, maybe. Yeah. That, that, that. So that, and so then sheer, sheer enthusiasm and hunger. Absolutely. And these and, guys and have this too. Absolutely. And they learnt something the other night playing Valencia. They learnt yeah. something that's a different game. Yeah. When you play them, the foreigners, they, they, they are, are like. I mean, I remember Tommy Doherty saying to me, um, John, I think we played Milan in '66. I was still 18 at the time. And he said, um, Johnny said, you're going to meet Johnny Rivera tonight. <laughs> Rivera? Yeah, okay, okay, go. Okay, go. Uh, that'll do. He was an and, amazing um, player, wasn't he? Rivera? So, so he said, and if he if he goes to the toilet, he said, um, go with make him. sure you're with him. So. <laughs> and uh, so that's it. And I walk out and I have to go and sort of mark uh, fantastic. Well, it's fascinating. I, I, know, I know we're going to pick up on this youth theme throughout uh, the rest of the interview, but... Uh, we kind of mentioned it a minute ago, actually, when we were looking down down the old sheet. But uh, you know, literally uh, a few months after you made your debut, um, you're part of the Chelsea team that won their first trophy for ten years, their second trophy in their history, which was the very little known in those days League mm-hmm. Cup, what, what what is now in new money the Caribou Cup. Beat Leicester City three two. A um, couple of questions that spring to mind about that. I mean, first of all, how did you feel? I mean, was it? I mean, because was it? It wasn't played at Wembley, was it? So no, it wasn't, did it not have that feeling of a final? Um, it, it probably didn't, but it, we knew there, there was a cup there. That, that was a I cup think that's what it was. So, but yeah. I, I say we knew that. I didn't. I right. was like sort of sailing on a cloud. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. was my tenth game or something. I don't yeah. know. No, I think I lost before that. Um, so I, I was just playing football all the time. Just, <laughs> just playing. Just great fun. Yeah. Well, you're a kid. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it yeah. was just, just oh, we're playing there tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think I think in in but in, in between there's a funny story about because in between those games I I don't we were also trying to win the youth cup because we'd won it several times. That's right. Were you part Ronnie of the youth cup won, winning no, teams? No, no, no you, you, had you won it. Ronnie yeah. Harris won it. I think before yeah. that they just won it. We hadn't won it the year before, but this year because we had a, quite a good team with. Aussie, yeah, Tim McCallio, myself, 
and Ozzy till he passed away. God rest his soul. Mm. Blamed me for for losing it. Really? <laughs> Why? In between those games, I, it, it was in between my first ten games. I, I, I obviously I was in, and I'd still played in the youth team as well. Before we played West Ham, I played in the youth cup at Charlton on the right. Wednesday. Right. And. Um, Tom Duck said, do you want to play? I said, yeah, of course I do. So I played on the Wednesday in the Youth Cup and then West Ham on the Saturday in the FA Cup. And then in the semi-final of the FA Cup, we had to play Arsenal. And uh, it was over at Arsenal. It was a two-legged affair. And they were beating us 2-0. And Tommy Duckett, he was, he was never really there. He was always sort of Dick Foss. But Tommy Duckett came over to go to the semi-final of the Youth Cup. And he came into the dressing room. And he gave me a bollocking for letting them run the midfield. He said, boy, this is what you do. He said, because I'd played in the first team. Like, he said, Ozzy looked, he said, so we went out in the second half, he said, boilers run around like a headless chicken. <laughs> and then I was running around trying to kick everybody and everything. And uh, we lost uh, 4-1. Right. So we had the second leg back at right. Chelsea. And Tommy Doherty wouldn't let me play because they were playing Leicester on the Monday night in the League Cup final. Right, got us played on a Monday night. I think it was a Monday night. I, knew, I know it was, there was something sort of slightly different. I know it was sort of around about then. And uh, he didn't let me play. Was it a two-legged affair? It was, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah. We, we, we beat them 3-2 at three home two and then, then we, we drew 0-0 nil, 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 nil away. That was, why, that, that was one of the reasons I think why Tommy don't want him to play because he was going to play defensive. Yeah, just I think play up. Put yeah. me in there and just sort of think. Shut them out. But, um, and uh, the Aussies said, yeah, they beat Arsenal 2 0, so we lost 4 3 in aggregate. And Aussies said, if it wasn't for you, for you run on like headless chicken boys, we could have won the FA Youth Cup. So there we go. That was it. The things that people, I mean, I, was, I, was, I wasn't even born, I was still about three or four months away, but those of my friends who were there all, all remember it. They all talk about, and I've actually heard Eddie talk about this, but. Eddie scored a, a remarkable goal, did he not, Eddie McCready? Yeah, in the League Cup final, he yeah. did. Yeah, it was. I think he did a tackle on our 18-yard line, and then just ran kind of straight with the ball. Ozzy scored a goal, a goal similar, but Ozzy beat, beat six people. He went round them or dribbled by six or five or six of them. But Eddie didn't. Eddie just went straight, just straight line. <laughs> and he must have had five tackles. I don't know, maybe not. But four or five tackles just kept going. And I think he even tackled Gordon Banks because as Gordon Banks came rushing out, the ball was between him and Eddie. And I think Eddie tackled him as well. And the ball then kept going straight, and it ended up in the net. Amazing. So well done, Eddie. And uh, the other thing I've heard about the League Cup final is that uh, you got tankards, did you not? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. did get a tankard, yeah, some kind of not tankard. a medal, no, not a, a tankard. tankard. Yeah, I've got some good pictures. Of it. You still got it? I've, no, I haven't. I gave it away to somebody. Um, but I, um, yeah, but I've got a picture of it. Yeah, it's with champagne in it as well. So oh, good. Yeah. What, what, a bottle, a little, little bottle of champagne, or no, you just I, bought I'm it? Sure there was quite a lot. There was some good pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you. I forget my phone. Get your phone. I'll, 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 I'll have a picture. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have a look later, Thank but. You, um, uh, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it just it appeals to my sense of humour that that uh, the footballers, you know, for winning a cup final will get a beer tankard. It just seems so, so appropriate yeah, to yeah, me. Well, well, yeah, it was, I don't even know who it was. Well, there you go. I mean, we've been talking a little bit about uh, the youth players, and you know, we'd, we'd won the youth cup. We'd now won our first trophies for ten years in '65. 
it's a really quite an exciting uh, period of time for Chelsea. A lot of these youngsters breaking through yourself, Aussie, Tommy Doherty's the manager. And, and as you alluded to a minute ago, we were getting into semi-finals of the FA Cup. We were in the top five, competing for the title a lot of the time. We never quite, we never quite made it though, did we? I mean, were, were we unlucky? Do you think not to win a title during that period? Um, I, I don't, I don't ever believe in unluck. I just believe we didn't. And um, the reason short. Him, well, well, yeah, you could say short, but um, I think most. All the way kind of through it, when Dave Sexton left, Tommy Doherty, you know, the, 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 I think sixty. It was it was uh, after the cup final, wasn't it? Yeah, after the cup yeah, final, sixty-seven. But yeah, I'm not sure when it was, but I think because Tommy Doherty wound them all up, didn't he? <coughs> yeah, well, well, the, a big part of that. I mean, when when Joe Mears died, because Tommy Doc was a bit of a. a, a Character and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and and wanted to do things his own way and sort of and um, and he was a great manager. I mean, a great man manager. I mean, but um, and he had so when he had Dave Sexton's coach, that was I think that was great. That was the best period. Um, well, I think to me that was sort of part of the um, uh, not necessarily the best period because yeah, um, it seemed to make everything go much smoother. Tommy doing the man management, yeah, Dave doing yeah, the tactics. Yeah, Dave doing, Dave doing this. I always thought that it was a shame that, that, that they didn't carry it on. Mm. Um, and anything else is, is just sort of players and, and how they behave and react to sort of situations. We had the incident up at Blackpool, didn't we? Which everybody cites as a, a really key moment in that era, actually, don't they? Yeah, and it seems ridiculous. Because <laughs> it was, they had a night out and got caught. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that that's it. I mean, people say there's underlying stories. There might be, but the whole thing of it was they had a night out. They came back, went out again, and um, and got caught. And um, I know it's happened again after that, and nobody knows anything about it. Yeah. You know, with different what, what people. What you don't know doesn't hurt. Well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I know personally. You know, <laughs> what, what, what's happened. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of the. Um, points that are always made is that uh, a, a lot of this was t- really to do with a bit of a kind of a well I, I think you'd probably call it a battle of egos really wouldn't you between Terry Venables who was the, who was the captain then wasn't he and, and Tommy yeah, Dott, they're both no, very strong I characters. I don't know if it's ever a battle of egos with fixed people like that I think there's just you know either um, people say it's egos but I mean and I read something that said Terry Venables was dictating how the team played I mean, <laughs> I read it. And I how not, not ridiculous true. is that? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, how can you dictate how a team playing? Even Tommy Doherty can't dictate how they play. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you tactics, and then the balls out there, and you play. And that I never really understand. The managers can't kick the ball. On well, the that's right. Moment. To me, I when I hear it, and I go, "Hang on, I'm, nobody's ever." Or, or we, 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 I remember reading something, and or we, we wouldn't pass to him. Unbelievable. What? I mean, you know, as I said, I mean, there's a friend of mine, I, I, he may well have interviewed you actually. If he didn't, it's very remiss of him that he didn't. But uh, Tim Rolls wrote a book uh, about Doherty's Diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I thought you might have. It's just a shame I didn't, um, before he'd written most of it, 
I didn't yeah. get talking to him. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a good. He, he, it was just he, he nearly written it all when I sort of finally I got in touch with him. Do the interview. That's why I told I told him that, John. So, so do the book. interviews first, then write the book. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> but it's a cracking book actually. Isn't it? Yeah, and oh yeah, absolutely. It, yeah. I read I read it fairly quickly to be honest. Yeah. because it, it made me it laugh. Brings it all back. Yeah. It, well, yeah, because yeah. as I read lots of the others, and I just kind of because I often laugh and look through them to see sort of like where. <laughs> Eagle thing. What word do they use? Is it utility or um, something? One of them kind of words, and I've always laughed. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Or, or, or the, I mean, there's always the lovely story about Peter Houseman because everybody, why did people boo him, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a kind of joke, too. I mean, Peter was a tough, tough cookie. Yeah. I mean, really, everybody kind of thought he was a, a good player. Well, great player. Yeah. But, but, but we had a laugh one day we were, um, because he used to. Um, when you used to come out 10 minutes before the game, the crowd would then um, start giving the clap. So Ozzy, Ozzy, give us a wave. And uh, Ozzy would give him a wave and they'd give him a big clap and then they'd go to Peter Burnett and then Charlie Cook and then yeah. maybe Ron, somebody else and then somebody else. And by the time they got down to sort of the, the 10th or 11th, and it was always Peter and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, what number, what number did you wear? I, I wore any, they didn't go by numbers, no, they kind of just, you just, they went by kind of popularity, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, they were the superstars and, and they got round down to us and one day I was with Pete, God rest his soul. He was always number nine, wasn't he? Uh, no, Peter Osgood. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about Peter House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House was number eleven. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he was number, my number, but it didn't. It wasn't. It was Ozzy was first, so he got number. He was like he was so a he hero. He picked the number nine. He was the number. No, it, well, but he was the hero, so they all clapped him first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they yeah, went yeah. to maybe somebody else and yeah. somebody else, and yeah. then they, it was never. It, Charlie was in there. He was number seven before others. And, it was all, but it was all a kind of um, yeah. We, so there's a pecking order oh, in the, pecking in the, in the, the crowd chanting. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realise yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, really funny. And um, and the, the, so by the time the re- it was ten minutes, and so by the time the referees getting ready to kick the game off, Peter and I one day, I said, "Pay what?" He said, "Come on, go and see the referee." He said, "What for?" I said, "Well, ask him if he can delay the kick off for a couple of minutes so we can get a round of applause." <laughs> Brilliant. And the round of applause never ever lasted long. Oh. It was like by, because by the time it was coming round to us, it was all oh, we're fed up. Get the game started. Uh, no, but that's then, that. I've, I've, but but that, it was never a it was never a hindrance. I promise you, not not to Peter and not to me. Uh, it was never a hindrance. Bless you. Because because you know, no, never a hindrance. Brilliant. Just going back to the doc a minute. I mean, you, you know, you kind of alluded, John, to the fact that he. It, you know what made him special was his was his man management. Um, was it was it just that? Oh no! He, he, I mean, he loved the game and, and and he knew about the game. He probably because the game is kind of changing. I think at that time, it yeah. was, and the training was kind of changing. So I, that was oh, he knew how to sort of oh, if Tommy Doc would have said to me, John, we're going to break down that wall. I would have said, yeah, which way? Come on. Yeah, oh, he could yeah, do anything. Yeah, he'd do for so it. So he's quite, I mean, was he ahead of his time a bit? Because I think the tactics that you used to employ in the formations were quite radical for the time, weren't well, they? Well, yeah, I don't know whether they were Dave's sort of That stuff. was Dave's input. He sort of like, um, Dave was, was, was sort of up on that. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know that, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's where it kind of come from. Hence the combination bit. Yeah, 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 to me it was... Um, my my favourite bit of Tommy Doc tactical advice was the one he gave to Chopper, which was to get your late <laughs> tackles in early. I think that, that's my kind of game. 
the semi-final youth cup get out there and like <laughs> that's what it was like I mean, one of the funniest ones was we went away somewhere to the south of France and um, to Cannes I think it was it wasn't a it was a holiday and uh, the local club said oh let's have a football game so it was a bit of a football game it got a bit rough and Tommy Duck said oh this is ridiculous I'm coming on there to settle it down I think he was on there 10 minutes and suddenly he was <laughs> He's punching some guy. <laughs> he's a character. Uh, lovely man. I spoke to him a little while ago. He's, he's well. He's still going strong. Still, yeah, ninety. I spoke to him. Still, fun, still funny as ever. Still as well, funny as ever. Yeah, I think when Tim got the book launched, uh, Tommy came yeah. down to the uh, Duke of Edinburgh and Ascot, yeah, and he yeah, was just yeah, hilarious, just, sharp as a pin. Still, just, yeah. So, so when I arrived off the train at Euston when I was a fifteen-year-old, yeah. there he was. The crew gutted Tommy Dock in his Jaguar car. Yeah. Come on, son, I'll take you to your digs. And um, took me to my digs and gave me a load of um, Fred Perry shirts. Yeah. My mum gave me a little suitcase with like, a couple of pair of Y fronts and a t shirt and sort of pair of, maybe a pair of shoes, I didn't know. Yeah, probably one. Um, yeah, and Tommy Dock just and he, he took me to this. Um, yeah, lovely, what a lovely memory. Yeah. Um, Talking of lovely memories, I've got I've got one that's probably not a very lovely memory for you. But uh, in '67, uh, Chelsea got through to the FA Cup final against Spurs, a team that, you know including Jimmy Greaves, who used to be a hero, had gone before you arrived, of course. Yeah, Terry Venables, who went not that long before. We're talking about Tommy basically winding Spurs up before the match, uh, and it all went a bit wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I, I think I think he probably. I mean, Spurs. Were, I mean. Spurs were probably a better team than Chelsea, to be honest, at, at that time. Yeah. I, in, 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 when I look at that team, I, I, I always thought, think that. I mean, I never ever played a game where I thought I was going to lose. I was, yeah, but I, I honestly think that. And and I tend to why I, I always think about cup. I always think semi-finals are for the the workers and the the, the labourers and get in and get it and win because because get in diff, there. different mentality yeah. in the semi-final. Yeah. And, and, and I believe that I'm one of them, and 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 all the big stars are, are for the final. They all do it. So you don't see yourself as a big star, then? Not like you? that. No, not what? Well, not 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 more of a worker. Not, not, not in them, you know. I was. I, I, I've got a lovely picture of myself and Jimmy Greaves, and I've got. I've signed it to a friend of mine, and I put um, to the lab, to the labourer and the artisan. Uh. Like, I mean, Jimmy Griggs is a one-off. Uh, of course, yeah. Well, yeah. some guy asked me once. He said, "Who would you rather mark, George Best or Jimmy Greaves?" And I said, "What would you rather have, the electric chair or the gas chamber?" <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, they were great players, weren't they? Um, I mean, but, cu- sorry, sorry, sorry John, yeah, the cup final was the real disappointment. Yeah, we 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 didn't we didn't play at all, really. Yeah. Um, there was nothing, no, no cohesion, nothing really. It was, no. I, I Did just, you guys freeze? Do you think? Probably, it wouldn't surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, first to me, FA Cup for Chelsea. Well, yes, wasn't it? But, but that's that's when you're expecting sort of the 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 the, and the big stars to sort to of turn do up. it, you know, yeah. and um, rise to the and occasion. And, and 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 probably, I mean, probably one of the biggest problems. Well, obviously, it was was the Aussie wasn't. There. Because he'd been injured, I, I'd they? forgotten about him. Yeah. Just now, now I remember. Now I know because I mean I remember. I mean, yeah, to me. Because didn't I, we have Tony Haley? Yeah, yeah, up front yeah, we yeah, did, yeah, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, Tony. Bobby. Yeah, yeah. 
Bobby yeah, Turnbull. Bobby, yeah, yeah. It was the, yeah, the, 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 the whole Aussie thing became, like, to me, that was another, like, dramatic point in, in Chelsea then. I mean, like, what happened was that he, he, Tony came to Chelsea and played for Villa on one, I think it was a summer's evening, on, um, and it, the ground was a bit frosty and he put on training shoes and he looked like a world beater. <laughs> he did, he was doing the control of the bone great and everybody got excited about him. And then obviously when Ozzy broke his leg, Tommy Dot was pushed into getting somebody. But he had to. Yeah, pushed yeah. into it and, 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 they, and they bought him. Because Ozzy had broken his leg in the 66, hadn't he? Yeah, late 66. Blackpool, Evan Hughes, everybody, yes. everybody knows. Uh, so he, how long was he out for then? Quite a long time. Yeah. Probably, you know, well, but that was that was only that season because '66. Late in '66. Yeah, think, but so, so '67 Cup final was five months later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was out quite a long time. Yeah. He, he was out longer than that. I and mean, to be honest, one of the, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like he, yeah, he should have. I think there was an argument about whether he went to America or something on, on tour. Mm. In 60, 66, 67. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, you know, you knew him very well. I mean, I know you, you were really good mates, and you'd obviously broken through into the side at the same time. And I mean, he was a he was a wonderful talent. I mean, just a real natural talent. Was he the same player after that injury, or did he just become oh, a different no, kind of player? No, it was never the same. Never the same. But it could what, have in been. what way? Well. He could have been anything because of, of of his. I mean, I would bet Ozzy to beat anybody over ten yards, quick. Yeah. So he'd, uh, and, he, and, he, and, he, and in his head he was playing. He played the game for fun, and everything he did was always like for fun. It was always yeah. like, like, and and obviously when he broke his leg and then. I think what happened then he got into his head that, that he had to take care of himself yeah. and he started to become a little bit sort of nasty yeah. and um, well protecting himself well, in well, a sense. Well, 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 it's, um, see when you look at I suppose when you look at George Best and Jimmy Greaves um, I don't know that they ever really protected themselves but I think that took a little bit away from his game to be honest he became quite aggressive as a player that's what that, I'm saying yeah. and before that he was like he was, he just, was played, like, sort of yeah. like, well, just played it fluently flamboyantly he just did it everything he did was was uh, I always thought oh yeah I mean I've got a great picture of, of, of we played in a youth, a youth tournament in, in Cannes and on one side is Johan Cruyff and on the other side is uh, Ozzy and I was captain of the youth team was Chelsea and Ajax and uh, and at that time then I mean Aussie to me was and that's when people said to me what do you think and, and I, I'm not a great lover of could have been should have been but well he could have been when he should have been when I look at Cruyff then I think of Aussie wow to me that's because that's the you know, the kind of player who's that good that I think that because they were, I would say, very similar. I'd say similar types of players, but they, they were, yeah, they, they did things with the ball. I mean, actually, do you know what, John? Thank you, because I've, I, I, as I said, I, I, I only ever saw Aussie play once, as you know. I said earlier before the interview, which was bizarrely at Stamford Bridge playing for Southampton. I, I therefore never saw him in the early '60s when he was arguably at his peak as a player. 
Johan Cruyff is one of my all-time favourite players, and I always have a picture in my head. I've never watched him play live, but I saw him a lot on the TV. And Cruyff had this air about him where he would he would stroll, you know, head up, strolling, just knew, knew, knowing how good he was. Well, well then, then and is that yeah. what Aussie was like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 was him. That that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Didn't um, nobody, nobody anywhere like that. We was a bit, that's a, you know this big smile, and he, and he used to do it every day in training. You know, like, like Amazing talent, like laughing and yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I shared the room with him for 10, 12 years. Yeah. What was that like? <laughs> that's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, you had some good times. Lo- loved him dearly. Yeah, yeah, loved him dearly. I used to go to his mum and dad's house. And stuff. Yeah. So I knew. But do you know that he wasn't the best player in his house? No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, his sister Mandy was. No way, yeah, seriously? Yeah, Mandy, I thought she was a great... That was one of the first things I heard when I went to his house. His mum and dad, lovely. And his brother, and they said, um, oh, do you know he's not the best player in the house? And I said, no, who is? <laughs> Still Mandy. And, and she, she was a really good player. Goodness me. Yeah, really good Just player. Just abundant natural talent. Um, complete, I mean, actually, it's funny, we're, we're, we're talking about Johan Cruyff. Um, I've, I've been dying to uh, ask you this, actually, because it would have been around the same time, actually, or before Ozzy got injured. Chelsea actually played West Germany twice, didn't they, before the 66 World Cup. Were you, were you involved in the get right? Tell me about that. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Again, I don't. Well, it's probably it's, it's, it's not within, probably on there actually. No, well, it's within sort of. It's around sixty six, early sixty six. Well, no, I think the, yeah, early sixty six, August, August sixty, August sixty six. No, it won't be on there. These are just the league matches and the cup yeah. matches. So yeah. it's hard um, to find. I've looked. It's I'll, hard I'll, to I'll find on anything I've on, on my phone. And the first game we played, I believe, was uh, Franz Beckensbauer's first game for Germany. Really? Because in those days you used to have B teams. Yes. Yes. So, 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 so this wasn't the B, this was the proper yeah. um, because the World Cup was in '66. So it must have been '65, late '65, almost '65. So that was actually the year before. Almost '65. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, it was I, a warm-up game, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For the well, yeah, it was, I think it was something. I'm sure it was '65. And uh, yeah, yeah, and Helmut Schoen was the manager. And, um, yeah, well, I, yeah, Jim McCallig and I, Ozzy wasn't, wasn't even, I don't know what happened to Ozzy. No, he didn't break, they, they broke his leg by then. 66, I think he broke his leg. I'm just wondering. I'm gonna, well, you, you, while you're, tell me the story about West Germany, and I'll do a bit of research on the hoof research. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, 18, and now he's sort of a friendly game out with um, West Germany. and and there's a debate about who the team's going to, who they're going to play, the Venables and Graham going to play, or I think that might have been the game, or John Boyle and Jim McCallion. Right. Because we were like, to the two 18-year-olds, Jim, Jim right. McCallion was there. And um, so we went to, I remember Helmut Schoenstein, like, talking about us, and he said to Tommy Dock, oh, how old are they? And he said 18. We nearly went training with them. But, um, yeah, so they had Uwe Zeele, and I believe Beckenbauer, and... I've got it. October the 5th, 1966. So actually after the World Cup. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World Cup was July 66. And when's that? 
Ozzy broke his leg. Oh, Ozzy broke his leg. Ozzy yeah. broke his leg. I yeah. see. So that um, would make sense that he would have been available to play for yeah. West, for, you know, get Wyndham Chelsea played yeah, against West Ham. And and I don't, uh, yeah, I don't because because he hadn't. I don't know that he had he had been in the team a lot because no, what happened when Ozzy made through. his debut, he made it in September of '64, and he didn't play again till sort of um, late '66. Uh, he started then. Yeah, he, he he played. You're right. I mean, he played sporadically. I think, didn't he? Up, yeah. up till that point, he broke through in '64 in the League Cup against Workington. Didn't, didn't play any more that season. No. Nope. Uh, I'd played. I had played about 12 games by then. Yeah, he had a bit of a run. '65. So that would have been the season before. So yeah. So really, he had only just broken into the side yeah, 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 the previous yeah, season, yeah. season 65-66. And then he broke his leg the next season. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices – it's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So back to, back to Chelsea, West Germany. I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 yeah, we were 18 and, 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 and um, I think we'd already been to a training camp in Germany. So, and, and obviously it was like, and I think that was the game where there was about 30,000 British soldiers I think we've got free tickets or yeah, something. Right, it would have been the armed British Army of the Rhine, wouldn't it? Wherever yeah. it was, and yeah. I don't know it was part of Germany, it was. But um, yeah, and, and suddenly we were on the field, and Uwe Zealand, and, and I, I, I just knew a little bit about sort of what, well, I knew a bit more by then of, of the 54, 54, 58. 54, 58 World Cups. And, too much about 62 but I knew about yeah. Germany well, they won in 58 I mean the whole facilities in Germany that time were brilliant and the stadiums were, were amazing and they did beautiful and they also the Adidas stuff and the, the balls and yeah and uh, ama- just so exciting but great great fun but didn't understand what, yeah it's great we're playing now West Germany <laughs> amazing I mean it, because you know obviously they're in the World Cup final uh, not long after that uh, I can't, did, do, you, do you remember what? Do you remember what the score was? Did, did, did Chelsea win, or did we lose? We beat them 
They actually beat them. Yeah, once. Was it 1-0 or 3-2? And then they beat us 1-0 yeah. a couple of months later. You know, it's really funny. I always think of this when the chat... We quite often get this chat now in modern football, don't we? Like, you know, because international football seems to have gone downhill a bit in some people's eyes. And people often say, oh, well, you know, a Man City side would beat most international sides or a Liverpool side would beat, you know. And... It's, it's hard for people of my generation to get that round their head yeah, because yeah. when I grew up, international football was the absolute was pinnacle. Of course, yeah. But of yeah. course, and I remember, well, Chelsea beat West Germany, who ended up in the World Cup final only about eight yeah, months later. later. So yeah. maybe they're right. Anyway, actually, talking of Europe, I mean, this is something I've been really dying to talk to you about because I have a, a, a fascination for this because, of course, you were part of a, a Chelsea... Well, starting at the end before we started at the beginning, obviously, you were a, a European Cup-winning... Chelsea player, our first European trophy, but that period kind of from the mid-60s up till then was really when Chelsea started to first play European football and there's some incredibly famous matches and famous campaigns in what was the Fairs Cup then, wasn't it? It's the oh, Intercity Fairs Cup. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what, what, do you, what do you remember about any of those matches in particular? Because there were some really famous ones, weren't there? Particularly 65-66 again, I think. Yeah, I mean, everywhere we went, it, it was just like... Oh, that's what you did. To be honest, you're playing in Europe, so you ended up in. <laughs> it was taken for granted. Well, I say taken for granted. We, I find it really difficult to sort of say what. Well, but we here. I was. I mean, I remember walking into the San Siro and thinking, I'm in the San Siro. You were aware of what was. Well, I knew yeah, what, how what big was it here was. and where it was and what, what it was, but well, I was Gina still. Rivera, as I was, you said. Well, I was still eighteen, and I didn't. God. I didn't sort of. It, to me, it didn't make any difference. No. I was going to play. Quite overawed by it. Well, I, no. Well, I, no, not at all. I, I just thought this is great. Mm. Um, every bit of it, I thought this is. Um, and 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 there's also another game. I bet you, and, and I don't suppose you'll have it down. You should have it. Uh, when Chelsea played a Milan select the business week in, in Milan right. so they swapped some restaurants in London and, and and some Milan restaurants came to London some Londoners and they said let's have a game between Milan and London so they picked Chelsea oh. and then they said we'll have a select team from Milan right <laughs> wow I, I, do you know, I never knew that yeah. that's incredible I mean the the Funny, you mentioned the Italians because we played Roma, didn't we? Which was, which is, was, was that the Battle of the Bridge? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, did, we, did we not win that four nil? Four, four, four nil, four one. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when uh, Terry scored a yeah, hat trick? Uh, uh, yeah. But it was quite nasty. The, the other leg, wasn't it? The yeah, nil, nil yeah. Out in Rome. Uh, uh, what uh, happened? Well, well they, they, I mean, when we got there, that was one of the things that we laughed about. We'd seen it before on television. They told us about it. They had a moat. The, 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 the it's in the old Olympic and Stadium, then a moat yeah. and then a, a, a big fence, and we were looking, thinking, "Why did they need that?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you find out? An hour later, we found out. Because <laughs> um, yeah. chucking stuff, weren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. chucking yeah. stuff. I mean, I got hit by a, 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 a hard carton of juice. Oh, well, I think it was juice. Yeah. Um, and I fell down, and Harry said, "Take it easy, don't stay there, don't move yet." And I went, "Okay, Harry, it's just a carton of juice, I think." And, uh, but, and then when we left, they, they kind of smashed the coach. Smashed on the bus. A few bricks yeah. and stuff. But, uh, again, it was 
as twenty-year-old. This is what happens. Well, well, you think they're, they're crazy, these Italians, but that's that's okay. We won and we're away. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you did all right. I mean, that for the the, the four-nil, of course, is, is is quite a legendary match. AC Milan, you mentioned, you played them and you ended up having a replay, didn't you? And then you go out. I think and you won on the won toss the of a toss coin. Of coin yeah, yeah. That just sounds yeah. mad today. Would that crazy, never happen? Yeah. Would no, it? no, not at all. No, not at all. But effectively, you've knocked out. A certain, I think that Gina Rivera was. Playing oh yeah, I mean they they're like a fantastic team. I mean the both teams, Milan and uh, Inter Milan and AC Milan, were, were well, yeah they were both yeah. top teams in Europe. Was uh, Carlo Cudicini's dad playing golf in Milan? Um, I think he might have been. Today. Yeah, I think probably he was. There was a couple of them, and um, was the other Maldini. Maldini, his, yeah. His, his dad was there, and um, Trapattoni and um, Luis Suarez. So. Some Milan, big names. The, the day we played uh, the Milan Select, the players that were actually on the field, I think, were I mean, they took Snellinger off and put Fachetti on. They were the two best left backs in the world. Then they also had um, uh, Jair from Brazil, uh, Mazzola, Sormani, Luis Suarez from Barcelona, yeah. and Amarildo from Brazil. Good grief. And this is like mid sixties. These guys are going on to play in World Cup yeah, final in nineteen seventy. You know the most famous World Cup final of all, arguably. Goodness me! And Chelsea knocked them out. How about that? Apparently, we weren't even invented then, John. Um, that campaign. I, I mean, I think it's a fantastic, a really fascinating kind of little snapshot of Chelsea. You know, as I said, we we, you know thumped Roma and then defended heroically and got away you know <laughs> just about with ourselves intact we hold our own against Milan okay toss of the coin we could have gone the other way but we knocked the great AC Milan out we end up playing Barcelona uh, in the semi-final wasn't it I think yeah. and we hold our own there and of course they were a great side as well um and then it all just fell apart. We got dumped five nil, didn't we? Yeah, we in beat the, in the them. Replay. They beat us two 0 there. We beat them two yep. nothing there. Yep. the replay. But if you actually look at the the, the games of um, of that that the Barcelona game, we were also in the semi final of the FA Cup. Uh, we played Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup semi final on the twenty third of April sixty six. That was the famous Inter Milan kit, yep. which we only ever wore once. Twenty third, right. 25th, we're playing West Brom at home in the league. Now, I think we were about third in the league at the time. Of course, that round. Yeah, my memory serves me correctly. We then played Barcelona on the 27th. So that's three big games in four days, right? And that was the away match. They won 2-0. Okay. And then we played Liverpool away on the 30th. That's when they won the league. That's when they won the league. So there we go. So then, then, if you look after the thirtieth, it's, it's, it's all there. It's all, it's all there. Thirtieth. Then on the yeah, that was it. That's um, from the sixteenth to the thirtieth. Those three, six games in a month. Yeah, and then we ended up. I mean, the because we we, we drew. It was two nil. Then two nil. And then so so that game was then at the very end of that. The, the one in May. There, this one here, Barcelona. Yeah, so so we'd gone sort of. Um, is that the end of the season then? After yeah. the Villa match, so it's uh, right at the end of the season. Uh, yeah, this was the yeah it would have been last was match of the, the last, season, wasn't the it? Season, yeah. yeah, 
yeah we played about sort of those five or six games and then we had to go to fly it back so you were knackered basically oh that was that that was what happened yeah absolutely yeah there's no 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 doubt about that yeah if you hadn't been knackered I I, I actually read something once about Thierry Henry and um, and how he recovered from his from his matching with my mates and how did you recover I said well we played Sheffield Wednesday on the Saturday I said I went to the Ballet High at Streatham I said on the Monday I said we played West Brom I said and I, yeah, we just went down the King's Road for a little night <laughs> then we flew out to Barcelona and played there somewhere. Had, a, had a night in the town in Barcelona came back had an early night on the Friday went to Liverpool had a night on Saturday night out in London when we came back and I said that's how we recovered and then back again on the Monday we played again on the Monday after Liverpool given that you'd held your own you'd beaten 2-0 here you lost 2-0 over there no disgrace losing in the, in the Camp Nou to Barcelona there was a good chance you probably could have done them if, if it hadn't been for that really exhausting string of matches towards the end of the season oh yeah uh, yeah yeah we were uh, no at the time we were capable of, of, of beating any anybody of them, any of them. I, I didn't uh, it, one, it never bothered me who yeah. we were playing I, I to me Chelsea were capable of, at the time were capable of playing because we again what you were saying we played the German national team we played Munich yeah. Yeah. we played the best teams around and, and, and to me that was one of the things I learned in my league debut was that when we went to Leeds I played at Villa on the Wednesday night we went to Leeds on the Saturday mm. and the game was amazing a fantastic game and at the end of it I just thought oh that's great if I can play here at Leeds I can play anywhere can play anywhere and, yeah. and that's that's going back to, to the youngsters somebody was saying to me oh, oh the, what experience did they get and I said do you know I said the Chelsea youngsters I said, have probably been <laughs> marking Eden Hazard for the last year yeah. in training every day yeah it's a very good point it's it, a very good point don't, don't play you're kidding me they play I have to say actually to turn that around um, you know there's quite often an argument isn't there put out about you know the top sides now just hiring kind of foreign mercenaries and it's a terrible thing for the game but this in, and it actually prevents the youth from getting through. I disagree. I think that actually, as you're saying, if, if the youth are having to play against these, this level of player in training week in, week out, they're going to be better players for it. So only the best will come through. Has to be. I mean, if you're tackling Eden Hazard mm. and, and, and he beats your cover down, then you learn a little bit. Yeah. Um, you don't need to. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just just to kind of put a line under under Europe before we go to the real big one, which obviously is the is the amazing uh, Cup Winners' Cup final in, in Athens. John, you can't see this because this is audio, but John, great big grin just lit up on his face when I mentioned that. But what was it like playing, uh, you know, in Europe at that time against some of these great European sides? I mean, I, I remember in the seventies when England's English sides were just dominant and Scottish sides as well, for that matter. But we were dominant in Europe and. We had a definite kind of style of play, and it always seemed to me that we were just much more tenacious. You know, we had more backbone, frankly, than a lot of these foreign sides. You might have had more skill on the ball, a lot of them. Is that an oversimplification? Was it different in the 60s? What, what, what was it like? 
No, that actually applied. Um, for, <laughs> I remember seeing it. No, I remember, and I, that, I remember it happening when I was about 16. We went to play in the south of France for the Chelsea mm-hmm. youth team, and, and I think it was Roma actually came along, or, or, or and, and, and there were some other German kids, and um, and we were like 16. Suddenly, these Italians got out and they got the ball, and they started like you know, showing his older skills. and. <laughs> I mean, we were slightly embarrassed at them, yeah, yeah. but then we went onto the field, and um, we used to tackle them, and they, we were more tenacious, worked hard, and did it all. And yeah, no, that, that's the way we were. That's, that's Excellent. Right, I can't resist it anymore, John. Uh, tell me about uh, the. Uh, I mean, anything you remember really from the campaign in '71? I mean, I know you missed out on the on the cup final in 1970 so maybe that's a good place to start because you must have been gutted but you know there were some really high points during that campaign obviously it finishes against Real Madrid uh, a remarkable achievement not least because you ended up playing the replay a day or the, it was two days later wasn't it and your your kind of post-match warm down and your preparation for that wasn't perhaps very I don't know people might be a bit surprised from some of the stories I've heard Mine's is okay. No, no, no. Again, I, I don't know if it's if it's uh, uh, it's like the old um, oh yeah, they were in the pub and then suddenly they all fell out of the pub drunk. No, um, apparently Aussie and them they, they had a couple of drinks last time. People see it. I, I shared a room with them. I don't, and it's not something I remember. And I wouldn't. Um, I, I actually believe that he probably had a couple of lagers, and because of the adrenaline in his system, he felt that he was like. I don't know, whatever it was they felt, but I don't ever know. Um, and I, I tend to think that that's one of the big myths about yeah. about the whole thing about Chelsea, like team. When people talk about the King's Road, I don't know if it happened after I left in '73, but I mean the King's Road. We had we went down there probably once, maybe I don't know, every couple of months or something. You know? And some guy said to me once, oh, he said I seen somebody walking to the pub across the road and then coming in at two o'clock to go to the game to play. Never in your life have I ever seen that. There's only one time I've ever known that to intentionally go and drink. And that was the day that Tommy Dock left Chelsea. And uh, we went to Leeds. And somebody said, suggested, everything was in a turmoil. Somebody suggested, going out for, for a drink and uh, they're out for a drink and um, had a few too many. But that was it. They should be fitting up. It got the next day and sort of got beat. 7 new, I think it was. <laughs> I, 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 I but that wasn't be, to do with the drink. That no, was to I would, do with no, the terminal no, created yeah, by Tommy yeah, Dockley. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, there's no, the whole thing, nobody knew what was going on. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, it's strange. But it, it can have other, you know, uh, effects. You know, I remember Gianluca Vialli's first match in charge as manager in the League Cup semi-final. He cracked open a load of bottles of champagne and everybody had a glass of champagne But before they went out on the pitch and we ended up winning the Cup that year. Brian Clough, before the European Cup final with Forrest, could tell that the players were all a bit nervous. Says, right, go and get hammered tonight. Jack Charlton did it for the Republic of Ireland. So, the story I have is, is, is one of the, I think it was an American marathon runner and he had a couple of whiskeys the night before he, um, he ran the marathon. He said, why is that? He said, so that I won't... <laughs> I won't think about the pain I'm going to go through tonight. Just to pick up on the European Cup final, we're playing the great Real Madrid. I mean, how did you feel about playing them in the final? Wow. 
I'll, I'll, I'll put it back to um, to the greatest um, European Cup final has ever been was played at Hamden Park. Yeah, and, um, and all, well, you know the score it was. 1960, wasn't it? 1961. 1961. Real Madrid versus Eintracht Frankfurt, mm. who beat Rangers in the semi-final. Well, but, um, and uh, I mean, Real Madrid were like. And the forward line that day was Canario, Del Sol, Di Stefano, Puskis and Gentem. So, I mean, they weren't, they weren't quite the team of uh, Di Stefano and, and Puskas in 71, but they were... They had, no, I mean, but they were Real Madrid. They were Real Madrid, exactly Madrid. So, that. So, 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 so when, when I was like 12 in, in 19, what was it, 61, after they'd won the European Cup at Hamden Park, I, I didn't go to the house at the game. I, my friends and I came outside and we were... I think I was Del Sol at the time. My mate was Puskas and somebody else was Gentle. And then arriving sort of like 12, 14 years later and I'm playing number two and Gento is number 11. <laughs> so, I mean, that is just just, just absolutely bonkers to, to sort of think that would happen. They had some good players in that team. Yeah, Gento, you, you, well, that's interesting actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease you a bit on this one, John. The first match, which obviously we drew one-one because yeah. they, you know, Aussie puts us ahead on 56 minutes. Fleetus. They score right at the death, don't they? Yeah. yeah. 90 minutes, Zocco. Right, Gento. Yeah, came on. The he sub. got no. He he got subbed. This is the first match. Yeah. He was subbed on 77 minutes. Uh, Grande came on. Is that because somebody marked him out of the game? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but he came Do you remember much about it? Not really. Well, no, not really. I, it was just sort of playing again. Just it was like just winning. You know, just you don't think about anything. It was just like this is like we're in the final. I, 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 I seem to always have this self belief that when I went onto the field. I mean, if I play against Celtic, I would I would still play as hard as as, as anything yeah. because to me, I say when I go on the field, I'm, if you're on the same field, you're as good. Mm-hmm. You've got a right to be there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on the same field as anybody, you might not be a great, but if you're mm-hmm. on the field of greats, you're, you're you're entitled to be there. Yeah. Um. So to me, then that's that's up to you. You draw your own picture. Yeah. Um. And, and if you walk away from your pit, the, the, the picture happy, you go, yeah, great. Excellent. Second match, uh, slightly different, really than a little bit different. Because obviously we get we go two nil up. Uh, Johnny Dempsey scores a cracking goal. Aussie <laughs> scores again. I mean, you know, you were talking about the '67 final, weren't you? A little bit, yeah. uh, a little while ago, we were talking about you know finals are for the big players. Yeah. You know, they have to turn up and rise the occasion. I mean, not only did Aussie do that in the 70 Cup final, he does it again yeah, in 71, yeah, yeah. scores in both finals, the, the, the main one, the replay. That's, that's why he is what he is, that, and that's why they, 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 they're, Big match they're names. They're, 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 they do it. Yeah. We can all do it, but they... You could say, well, it's what, luck, judgment, or whatever. But mm. It was like Zidane when the ball came down in, his, in the European Cup final. He knew when he volleyed it, it was going to score. Yeah. Amazing goal. Yeah, yeah, to me, the... When people, um, yeah, that they, they they do. That's why they're at the top. Yeah, big player. Ronaldo is a, a, a good modern Perfect day example. example. Yeah, Beckham, exactly. Beckham taking his free kick. Yeah, absolutely. So we're two 0 up. 
uh, on 40 minutes as it happens. Uh, they score again in, in, on 75 minutes. Do, was there a feeling? You know, had, had, was the match sewn up when we were two? Not were we hanging on? What, what was the feeling? No, the, the, a match is never, never sewn up. Mm. Um, you can relax and maybe it, when it gets to three 0 Dave mm. Sexton used to say the perfect score is three 0 at half time and six 0 at full time. <laughs> I like that. So you can relax at three, yeah. but it, one or two. See, it was like even when you we played it. When one of the things we learned when we played in Europe at the beginning was that if you went away from home and you lost one nil, and if you got a draw, that was like, fantastic. Mm. If you lost one nil, that was okay. Mm. If you lost two nil, well, it'll be a game. If you lost three nil, you're you're up for a real fight mm. Mm. Um, because you fancy yourself at home. Winning. If you don't yeah. win, then you're not. Yeah. No point. So, how did it feel being a, a European Cup winner, European Cup winners' cup winner? Should I say? I mean, there was an amazing. Was there? Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. Was there an amazing response when you got home? Did people realise well, well, how the, important the, it was? Did yeah, you guys realise yeah, how important it was? Well, um, we didn't. We didn't really realise how important it was. Um, I remember coming back with in. in, in it must be important because I was sitting with Mrs. Mears, the chairman's wife, and we were drinking out the, 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 the thing on the flight back home. And um, then we got to Heathrow, and there was like lots of people about, and we kind of like you could smuggle through what you liked. <laughs> but it was only Harry Meadows, probably whiskey. Um, um, and, and so, yeah, and then there was a coat at uh, an open deck bus at Heathrow. So then that we came down, I think it might have been still the old A4, maybe part M4. Might have been, yeah. No, it's yeah. probably part M4, maybe part. But as we got to sort of towards Hammersmith, then, then there was people out and, out and about. and Lining you know, the streets. Yeah. And by the time we got to sort of Fulham Broadway, it was just absolutely... I've chaos. seen some great pictures yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my mum's on the court somewhere. Like somewhere Brilliant. Like my sister... Brilliant. Yeah, and getting there, then the whole thing was amazing because it had it sort of the year before with the FA Cup at Fulham. Yeah. And that now you're, you think, what's going on here? You know, at Chelsea I had the FA Cup last year, and now you've got the Cup and the Cup this year. The whole place is absolutely like alive, isn't it? You know, it's like. Fulham. I think it's a really interesting point, actually, you made there, John. I mean, I, I, the, the thing that I'm curious about did it did it did it feel like a culmination of work or the start of something? We know what happened, obviously, in reality. But what did it feel yeah. like at the time? Well, then, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we probably. Uh, I suppose you need to get into the next bit to sort of say what you feel happened. I mean, we, as I say, we we thought that we could play anybody, and and I even mean going to places like Liverpool and Manchester. I mean, I, I read somewhere I played at Manchester. We beat them four nothing. I don't even remember the game. I can't remember too much about the game, but. I mean, we, we always thought we were capable of, of beating anybody. And, and we had sort of a decent squad. Um, and and um, I, I mean, to, to sort of think how it sort of like crumpled away. I, mean, I think he's writing a book, isn't he? Tim? No, Tim, Tim's doing the next one, actually. Mm-hmm. He's just, funnily enough, he's, he, it's, it's about to come out. But that Stamford Bridge oh, is falling down, falling down oh, which which covers that period really, just really what we're talking about. I, I mean, for me, the the, the the turning point, arguably, 
was losing the League Cup final in '72 against Stoke well, City. I, I actually, I, I kind of, I, I think there was, I actually believe there was lots of um, little things before that. You know, sort of. I think one, <laughs> probably one of the things that happened was that when, in, when we went to training and after winning the Captain's Cup, the following season, pre-season training. I don't think it was a very um, good pre-season training. What was wrong? It, it just didn't seem to work. We went to a place in Sweden <laughs> and there was a discotheque there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was supposed to be in the training camp, I believe. But what happened? Was there well, well, a- atmosphere there. in the dressing room, I, I falling out with Sexton? Well, well, something had changed. Oh, by... by well, again, that, that it's a build-up of, of how how people see each other's lives. I mean, I, I think there was there was egos, right? Of oh, oh, we've just won the European Cup Winners' right. Cup. We can sort of like swaggering around, do as we like, yeah. um, and um, I think all that came to sort of light. But, uh, I just think it was. Uh, that's yeah. That's really interesting. I can understand that. I mean, oh, yeah. do you know what? It's kind of uh, the first thing that popped into my head then was that that's what happened to Man United in 1999 after they won the European Cup. You remember Roy Keane came out with you, you've all got your gold watches, yeah. But Ferguson sorted it out. He got he weeded yeah. out a lot of people. Now, if we look at Chelsea mm. at that period and we say, well, maybe because I'm wondering if, if 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 Dave Sexton did handle it well. He did try and get rid of some people, but maybe he got rid of the wrong people. I mean, or, or not. That, that, I mean, that's right. and, that's, that's and Alan Hudson, of course, are always. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, he, he got rid of um, Keith Weller. Keith Weller, yeah, yeah, who was a good player. So if you're going to do, if why get rid of the really good players? If you're going to, if you're going to to, to, to make a change, make a proper change, you know, keep Keithy Weller. And if you don't believe in other people, get rid of them. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I think one of the greatest things Frank Lampard has done. Was get rid of David Louise. Why is that? Because I think, as good a player he is, he's a, a, a player that doesn't take good to um, either being left out of the team or, 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 or I, I find, I just when I, I read him, hear him, um, I, I just find that he, he's more. In, in a team environment, you have to have a team environment. Yeah. And, and he's an individual on a team and, and, and that's great to have them if they're doing the great things I mean Cantona individual yeah. do what you like mate yeah. you know <laughs> you he's keep, doing he, it for the you team. keep scoring goals and doing all the stuff yeah great yeah. but if, if, if you and, and if you don't and if you're causing kind of and, and footballers do don't people don't have a kid it's been done for since time began mm. if you're not in the team or you're not doing you, you, some footballers will stir things up yeah and, and, interesting John we've got a couple of minutes just to kind of wrap things up really as to kind of general questions um, I mean what, what do you remember about uh, the relate I mean because actually this is I think this, this really came through in a lot of stories I've heard about uh, Athens actually and you know there were only about 200 Chelsea fans who were at the second final as it were but there, there, there always seems to have been an amazing rapport between the supporters and, and, and your, your particular vintage of that side in the 60s and the early 70s. I mean, 
what, what was that like? What do you remember about that? Is that yeah, true? It was great, yeah. Well, they were, I, I suppose because we, we met them going on the train mm. to places. I remember a couple of guys, and I, I, that's why I love them now. I mean, mm. we were talking about it. I remember they were talking about a couple of guys who had passed away, and, and, and they, they were telling me. And I said, oh, I remember them. They, I mean, we went on a tour to Sweden, pre-season tour, and, and there was Chelsea fans there. Mm. And they didn't have anywhere to stay, so I said, I said, come and like, sleep the night in our hotel room. And yeah, and, and the guy Jeff um, Greenaway, I think it was. Mm, mm. Oh, and Mickey. Then, yeah, Mickey and I think Greenaway. Jeff Padgett, a guy called Jeff yeah. Padgett. And I remember them. We used to say to them, like, yeah, no. Well, I always make a laugh of it. I said, I said, Mick was great. I said, don't think he complained about not getting a full English in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, yeah. They were the, all like, I see everywhere we went. I mean, and I remember, I remember the, us having tickets and. Get, guys getting tickets people getting tickets they were there it was like you know, amazing yeah, yeah. different time absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It and it's well I don't know I mean I, I've always felt you know okay I'm, I'm a lot younger than a lot of my mates who are watching in the 60s but there just seems to me to be a remarkable affection for and bond between the supporters and, and the older players and I do think that that persists to this day I really do you know, I actually, and I've I, met next players yeah, from your actually, generation I, right yeah, up to present I actually, day I actually I actually kind of well I mean I was kind of pushed out of Chelsea in a way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it meant that I didn't even get a chance to say and I'd been I'd been there nearly 10 yeah. 10 seasons so I didn't yeah. get a testimonial no I um, I was kind of pushed out so I never even got a chance to say Tarati to any Chelsea but nothing like that at all and it wasn't till the last about four or five years ago my daughter died and then I, I got my other granddaughter got me involved and, and I suddenly found it in these people and, and they, they've been absolutely brilliant fondly remembered John oh yeah they've been great I mean I went to, to a north stand and unfurling of the flag oh, right, I didn't right. know anybody there I knew one one person I'd met the guys on Facebook and, and thing and um They've got a flag up there with all the friends and family yes, who have died yes, over yes, the yes. I, know, I know what you mean. The 60s, yeah. 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 And um, the first year I went, I, I, I didn't know anything. I knew one person. And I got there, and within 10 minutes, the whole place was sort of like alive. Yeah. Like and, and since then, I've, I've you know, kept in touch. It's great, Rosalind. And I went back again this year. I gave them a song as it happens. Really? I'll say that for something. Awesome. Awesome. And um, yeah, and great, and, and it's amazing, as I say, and their stories amazing. Um, what, what, what amazes you about them? Just the, 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 the love and, and, and the knowledge and the, and the feeling that, and, you know, and so. I mean, people talk about has been legend playing sort of 500 games, you see, it's amazing, mm -hmm. you know, 25 years, 30 years, mm -hmm. you know, so, like, you know. And, and still there, and and and, sort of, and, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said. And getting treated terribly. How can a football team enter a competition where they know that none of the supporters, or hardly any of the supporters, are going to go and see the final? Mm. And how can you enter a competition? I mean, something simple as Chelsea said to all the members or whatever it is, you need a ticket. 
uh, gave us £10 insurance if we get to the final it will have booked the planes mm. a £10 if you don't get to the final or £20 yeah. whatever if you don't get to the final you've lost £20 mm. how many Chelsea fans would do that yeah. to get a cheap ticket yeah. and they would have six ten planes yeah. everybody go yeah. there yeah. if you haven't done oh bad luck well, well yeah, yeah. it was so simple I was thinking about last time I think you get all these people who put, and they enter the competition I know well I was involved I've been apart from all sorts of other things I've been the chairman of the Chelsea Supporters mm-hmm. Trust like Tim mm-hmm. before me and uh, we we spoke to the club about that and they, they dropped one and they knew they had yeah, me, they so really knew so they simple. had they exactly should, they should be doing it all the time the trains they should be sort of well, they do quite well yeah, with the trains. They, yeah. they, you know, they, they've got their hand in the yeah. pocket for that. But they yeah. could. They, I think you're right. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because that's what we're talking about here. There, there is an almighty connection between the current and, but particularly the the past players like yourself, between you and the fans. But there's perhaps less of a connection between the supporters and the club than there has been ever. If you kind of look back on on your time at Chelsea. You know, overall, is there anything you would change or do differently? And, and, and ultimately, what, what made it so special? No, I wouldn't change a thing. I, 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 that does never enter my head. I am so, so grateful for, 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 for coming to London when I was 15. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, I love England, I love London, I love Fulham Broadway, and I love the people. And I'm so grateful with my Scottish accent for them taking me on board. and and I look back now and thinking, you know, how lucky I am. I'm now 72 years old mm. and still talking about yeah. it. Um, just and and I feel, yeah, I was a lucky, lucky man. Mm. Well, John, I, I feel that I'm a very lucky, lucky man today, and I'd just like to say, on behalf of all the people who were lucky enough to see you play for the side that uh, they're very grateful and we're, we're very glad that you were a Chelsea player and you were a great Chelsea player so thank you very much thank you very much David thank you Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.